Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Jets fans, Cavs, East fans, Christian boy Jason the King, and I am back with the Chop Up Crew. I got my man, it's the, the full crew is on deck today. I got my man Antoine Staley. I got the, the homeboy Cheryl's for the girls is back too. These boys have been, it was me last week. I ain't even gonna put it on them. It was me last week. I am happy to see y'all. I'm happy to be back. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Holiday. Happy Kwanzaa. Anything that may be celebrated at this time, happy to that. What is going on, fellas? What's up, Tuan? Hey, how you doing? Man, I'm I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm, <laughs> last week I was I was sick as a dog, man. I, there was no way I could do the show, but I appreciate uh, y'all being flexible with me. And uh, you know, Sterles was good with you. Hey, man, I'm. Uh, it's all good over here in Denver. We got a foot of snow last night, uh, but I'm ready for this Michigan game coming up in a few days. Though I ain't gonna lie, it's, it's going down. He's talking about a foot of snow. Buffalo, everybody in Buffalo right now, like, man, whatever. <laughs> like, I know, right? If that's a dust in the Buffalo. <laughs> we would prefer a foot in Buffalo. <laughs> so, well, before we move on, actually talking about that, I do want to say, um, you know, just to anybody who has been affected by that storm, I, I know now, you know, I was just texting my sister, and uh, I believe the count is up to 38 deaths in Buffalo uh, because of the storm. Anybody who's been affected by that or any family members who may be listening or anything like that, you know, our prayers go out to you. We hope that, um, you know, just just whatever it is that you guys need to heal, it, it can it can get in motion because that, you know, I, I can't believe the storm. But, hey, let's get into it. We go. We go. Um, it's not a lot of good. Before we went live here, I was talking to the fellas. and I'm like, yo, there's not a lot of good games on this weekend's, uh, you know, on the schedule to talk about. So we're just going to round out the AFC East and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, the quarterback carousel that's happening at the end of the year. We'll talk about uh, the coachings that, you know, the coach that got fired in Sterling's backyard. And um, and then we get we get uh figures, you know, just just chop it up. That's what the show is for. We're going to chop it up. So uh, let's let's actually let's start off with the quarterback changes and stuff like that. What is that like? So Antoine, I don't know if he how public he talks about this or not, but Antoine's team growing up, I feel like uh, and your favorite team is the Vegas Raiders. Right. Is that still are they still well, your favorite team? Well, they had the Los Angeles Raiders when I was growing up. But yeah. Okay, he was a Cube fan. I bad dad, bad dad, yeah. <laughs> In but. WA, all right. <laughs> but, but so now the Raiders, man, they, they've been going through some things. My man Josh Jacobs came out, and you could tell last week he yeah. was visibly ticked off. Like, I feel like he should be. Um, but so there was coaching changing this week. Or not coaching, I'm sorry, quarterback change this week. 
are we done with Derek Carr out there? Or is this just kind of like, you know what, the end of the season is here. We're not going to – it don't matter. Let's just go ahead and switch it up. Yeah, that, that, they're done because you don't want him getting hurt because if he gets hurt, then that activates the clause of his contracts uh, that he would get all that money guaranteed. So the way you don't – the way you have him, you know, possibly traded or released uh, in this case is if you just bubble wrap him for two weeks. So, I mean, the Raiders was technically still alive for the playoffs, but – they would literally have to have everybody lose in front of them, and then they would have to win. They would have to win their last two, which not that's obviously we know that's not going to happen. So uh, the Raiders are going to be eliminated, and yeah, I think it's the right move. I mean, look, he's been there nine years. He's done Man. some really good things there, uh, but you know, the fact of the matter is, they have made the playoffs twice since he's been there. I know he got. He was having the MVP season in like 2016 before he got hurt. Uh, it was unfortunate that, you know, he ended up suffering that injury. But, you know, I felt like, you know, last year uh, they ended up making the playoffs and they decided to ride with him for this year with under Josh McDaniels. But, you know, things just hadn't worked out. It's not all his fault. I think, I think you know, a lot of it is Darren Waller wasn't necessarily healthy. Also, Hunter Renfro there, the offensive line is not very good. But the fact of the matter is, I just think it's it's time. Like, when you spend that much of a t- time at one place, sometimes it's good for both sides to move on. And I think in his case, and also in the Raiders' case, it's probably good t- probably a good time to move on, considering the circumstances uh, that, that they're facing. My dad is a huge uh, Raiders fan as well. And like, you could just see the the disgust like in his face when we talk. And it's just, because I think this year, you know, the way he talks about them and the way I, most Raiders fans I know, it's like most years you can almost say there's no excuse, but like this year coming into it, I get that they have a new coach who I don't think is good. I think really, I think the coach is the biggest problem if I'm being honest. But um, when you have a new coach, I get that certain things, I get it. But the way I look at it is like, look, Derek Carr had probably, I know stats don't say it this year, but you have the best receiver, second, third best receiver in football. You know, his his skills didn't diminish one year after leaving Green Bay. He still had so, a great year. He's still having a really good year, actually. He had a really good year. But I mean, like when you when you just look at when you break down route running, you look break down ability. I know Justin Jefferson's eating this year. I know Tariq Hill is doing his thing. But if anybody were to say Devontae Adams in their mind is still the best receiver in football, he just hasn't had a consistent to play at quarterback. I wouldn't argue him because Devontae, you you don't lose that skill in one season like that. So you have that. You got the guy that's leading the league in rushing at the top of the league in rushing right now. Um, I know Waller's been injured, but you got one of the best, to me, one of the best tight ends in football. I just don't feel like there was much of an excuse this year when it comes to the weapons. Some people can use weapons as an excuse. Derek Carr can't. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like I said, some of those guys were hurt, including, like I say, Hunter Renfro as well. But yeah, I just think his, you know, you look at his career, I think uh, it's very polarizing for Raider fans because he's an enigma. Like, I think that's probably the best way to describe it. That, you know, he's done some good things there, uh, has some good moments, but also he's had some head scratching moments too. Um, a lot of the time when he's been in the Raider uniform, uh, you look at just games this year, and it's not his fault the Raiders are blown uh, the number of leads that they have. Well, not all his fault anyway. I mean, obviously the defense plays a role in that too, but, you know, I think just, you know, you look at the game against the Rams, that was a game they should have won. 
I mean, you look at uh, – had a had an opportunity to score a touchdown before halftime or at least get three points, and then he threw a boneheaded interception. You know, that ended up being, you know, the difference in the game, really. And then, you know, look at, you know, some of the other games. Look at the Pittsburgh game. He didn't necessarily play well, uh, particularly in the second half either. So, yeah, it, there's been instances where I feel like he has played well at times, but just not well enough. And I think that's the – just – where we at as far as Derek Carr? It's his career. Like he's been, you know, average to above average. And I, I think at a certain point, you just need, you know, a change at the quarterback position. And he also could go somewhere else. Like I know a lot of people talked about the Jets being a possible destination spot. And, you know, that might not be a bad idea. I mean, he, I, if he was on the Jets this year, I mean, they're, they're, I think they're surefire playoff team, to be honest with you. But, you know, that they, I mean, they, they have a really bad situation at quarterback right now. What about Miami? I'm just saying, like, if if Tua, uh, I, I get that. I get that some people are saying no, he probably shouldn't retire. I'm the guy. I'm I, and listen, this is not because it's, it's in the division. I said the same thing about our center, Mitch Morris. He's now had his sixth concussion in his eight year career, and I wrote last week that he should be looking to hang it up. So when I say this, I'm not doing this just because Tua is in our division. But at some point, when you have three concussions in one year, you got to think that maybe it might. You know, it might be time to, to to care about your health. What about Derek Carr? Maybe down in Miami, and, that, and this is just this is just throwing crap at the wall, hoping it sticks. You I mean, like, yeah, I mean, he, I'm sure he's gonna have some opportunities, but I, I think they're gonna stick with Tua at least for now. I mean, they're gonna have a. Do you pick up his fifth year? I think you do. I think you at least pick up his fifth year option, mm-hmm. and then just see after that, and then that way you can determine it after after his five years are up, then you can decide. Well. You know, this is the guy, this is not the guy, and then move on. But yeah, I don't know if they're necessarily ready to give up on tour just yet. But you know, it is the clock is ticking, definitely for sure. Charles, um, so I know we're talking about the quarterback situation out in, in Vegas, but then I kind of want to pivot a little bit because I mean there there isn't much more to say about the Raiders situation. Um, I want to pivot now to to the team that you live closest to, and I'm not going to say your team because I know your team is the Bills, but um, the Broncos, man. So this week you've had players finally start to say, you know what, I'm tired of looking at this stuff that y'all saying about Russell Wilson. And you're seeing um, Judy stick up for him, Hamlin stick up for him. You got these players that's coming out saying like, no, he does have an office, but he has an office because he's dedicated to the game and it's not like he's separate. How do you read that? Do you read that as like, hey, this is damage control or is this like really the boys saying like, no, nah, this is my dude and, and I get it. We lose him right now, so it's rough. But, you know, like how, how do you view all of the, the media attention that, that we saw this week for, for Russell Wilson? It's smokescreen. I, I think they got to say that because that's their boy. You know, uh, I feel like, you know, when you look at who who are we going to place blame on, I think it starts it's with Russ and Nate Hackett. You know, they had time to get this together and they mm-hmm. didn't do it. Um, you know, Russell Wilson hasn't been playing very well at all. I mean, you know, Nate Hackett can't make him see the field, right? You know, mm-hmm. you, you got get Russ out there and he he's missing reads and he just looks uncomfortable in offense. So I think the blame goes both ways. And then, you know, when I look at the whole season in total and kind of how Russell has carried himself with the media, man, it just it just doesn't, from a leadership perspective, it just, you know, it doesn't smell right. So, yeah, it makes sense that his guys are going to come defend him because they stuck with him. You know, I don't see Russell Wilson going anywhere anytime soon, but uh, I think they made the right choice of firing Nate Hackett. I just feel like, you know, 
Russell has to get it together. I don't feel like he forgot how to play football. I just think there's uh they got to figure out what what it is that makes him comfortable in that environment, that situation, and just hope to God that he can uh, produce next season. I think Paul. I mean, he's he's that's how he's always been though. Like he's been, he was Russ. like that in Seattle too. Yeah, I feel like he was well, not playing wise. I feel like personality wise, he was always yeah. like that. Like I mean, it's just that they were winning. So nobody really called attention to it. You know, you look, go back and look at the There's a difference, teammates. Though. Yeah, go back to talk to his teammates in Seattle. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, he's distant from a lot of those. That's why mm-hmm. Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch don't necessarily rock with him because he was acting a certain way. You know, and they were winning, though, but people didn't bring attention to that. But he had other options. Wait, 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 hold on, because I'm sorry. I I don't like I don't. And this is this is I get maybe personally and I don't know him personally (laughs) to say this, but I don't like Richard Sherman. I feel like Sherm. You know I, I don't mean? necessarily like, either, but yeah, I'm it's just one thing that. to be honest about like when he was a player and he had that fiery thing. Now the way he flips, like he's media now, and the way he's talking about Russ and the way he's talking about other players, sometimes I feel like it's a bit too much. It's a, it's a step too far, and like. Look, first of all, like, okay, remember a couple months ago at the beginning of the season when he's like, you know, run the ball and he's screaming on Thursday night football and all that stuff. Listen, did did Russ call that play in the Super Bowl? Just just tell me. No, no, is, is it is it on the quarterback at that point in his career at the biggest game of your career to call the offensive play at the last like the last drive of the game? Is it the, the call was on Russ? Well, no, no not at all. So why is Richard Sermon screaming at Russell about this instead of screaming at the coach? Like scream at the coaching staff. Don't don't come on there and make this whole like now it's fun to beat down on Russ because he's he's cook he's burning all the cooking. I, you know, say let Russ cook. He's burning everything. I get it. They're not winning. It don't look good. But don't beat the man while he's down about something that wasn't even his fault. Like and I, and, and I get your point when you're like you know he was acting a certain way out there. But but when he was winning, nobody was talking like this. When well, he was winning. Point. Yeah, that's my point. This is always who he's been. The only reason people are bringing attention to it because they're not winning. So when you're not winning, then people are trying to figure out reasons for that. And then you know, like I said, he didn't really get along with a lot of his teammates out there in Seattle. It's just that again, they were winning, so people just kind of brushed it to the side. I mean, if you remember the Golden Tate situation with you know his ex-wife, I mean, I won't get into details. You can find out about that, but you know, it is. Yeah, it, it was a lot of it was, yeah, it was a lot of different you know things going on like with Russell Wilson. You know, the fact of the matter is, he didn't forget how to play football. I think you know part of it is him. He didn't. He's not playing well. I think also it, the offensive line isn't very good for uh, Denver, and you know it's a big mess. And the teammates they they're just not getting along. And then you get completely embarrassed on Christmas on a national stage. Like right. that, you had to fire Baker Mayfield. You yeah. get beat out by bum ass Baker not, that's Mayfield. That's not even, well, not even that, but just like fifty-one points. Like you, your defense gives up fifty-one yeah. points, and that defense was what? elite. Right. Their defense was not, not elite, but it was really good. <laughs> it's right, one of the best right. defenses in the game. Got I got something to say, bro. <laughs> y'all, y'all are like, right, points, right. man. Go ahead. This is the first time in his career I feel like where Russ has had to carry it from a leadership and locker room perspective. Because when yeah. you have guys like Bobby Wagner, your head coach, Pete Carroll, Richard Sherman, those guys, Marshawn Lynch, those guys were able to corral a locker room. I think 
putting that added pressure on him and it's kind of not i like russell wilson the person but he it's kind of like a fake persona it seems it appears when you look at it from the outside looking in the, the way he kind of cheesy and corny the way he leads and stuff i think you know that added pressure and then the other factors that you guys mentioned about the offensive line no running game you got you know young receiver and jerry judy still trying to find his way Cortland sutton you know, and Hamlin, I, yeah. Hamlin, it's just a, it's a mess. It's a recipe yeah. for disaster. So they got to get it together out here, man. Yeah, sure. I, I, I feel like um, also like I think some pe- some people are saying this confirms what a lot of people already knew about Russell Wilson is that that kind of what your point is he can't mm-hmm. carry a team. Like as you remember, like the book on him early on was like he was good, you know, but the defense were the reason why they were winning, mm-hmm. you know, those games early on in his career. And then he can't, you know, that's maybe the reason why he's never won an MVP. That's I'm not fair. But but no, look, I like I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying like that's what certain people are saying. I think it's a I think it's a compliment. I think he played well. I think the defense also played well. But you know, I think people are really taking again taking shots at him uh, fairly or unfairly right now. Mm. But you know, that's just kind of the reality of it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I feel like because um, the last couple years, the last few years, it hasn't been. Um, the Legion of Boom out there. So, like, before he got traded to Denver, Russ, I mean, now, he fell off at the end of the year. But you got to look at He was like, hurt the last, last year, too. It, but well, not just last year. I mean, if you look at the last three years prior to this season, he always had, like, early on, people were like, oh, man, why hasn't Russ gotten an MVP vote? The way he plays in the first 10, 11 weeks of the season, is it was always, like, amazing. And then he, like... Towards the end of the year, he disappears. I know last year he was injured, but then he falls off. But what I'm saying mm. is, to be fair, it's like he still – he plays – not this year. He plays the quarterback position well. He's one of those guys where before it seemed like he, the deep ball was one of the – it was one of the prettiest deep balls in the league. Pause. He, you know, like he, he did a lot of things right until the end of the season. Now it's just fun to beat up on him. I, I just don't – I'm not a Russ fan, but it's like now I'm reading all of this stuff as y'all talking. I'm pulling all this stuff up to kind of bring up another point here and there. And it's just like, yo, people just love to dog this dude when in reality, he's the same dude he's been in. Last year, they was loving him. He was doing these little corny ass things with Sierra, these little memes and stuff, and everybody was laughing. Oh, he's so now all of a sudden because they're not winning, they like to dog him. And and also, you're at a new place too. So whenever you. At a new place, you're starting over. Yeah, like he started. Like nothing that he did in Seattle really matters anymore to Denver fans. Like they could care less about what happened there. They care about what happened from the point he got traded until now. And you know what's in between there is not very good. So that's what they care about right now. Like whatever happened in Seattle is history. Like what's going on now is. You know, the Broncos see him in a different light. Broncos fans see him in a different light. They they feel like he might be corny, but also they think he's just flat out suck right now. I mean, you can't really, you know, deny that whatsoever. And I think, you know, to your point, too, also uh, to kind of wrap this up, like you were saying he got off the early starts and kind of faded a little bit early. I think people were saying, you know, with this offense and the weapons that they have, they felt like he was in a better spot than he, what he was in Seattle. But come to find out, that's certainly not the case there. He might he's in a worse situation than he probably ever was with the Seahawks. <laughs> well, well, Stros, let me ask you this because I like weapons wise, I don't think that's the case. I think obviously, I don't think I, any of those guys out there are Metcalf. You know, obviously, no, but, but 
They got they got but, some they got some deep other players that are decent too. They got good, well, I think they got good players. I don't think the Denver Broncos by any means are bad. I feel like you know they're not winning, so they look bad. Am I am I like am I the only one that really feels like coaching truly matters in the league? Because I feel like it comes down to the fact when you you can have some of the most talented dudes and like man, you can't tell me a good coach couldn't come with that roster. Because previously, like before last year, the whole thing was all they need is a quarterback, right? They had a good defense. They had a good few, like young weapons and good line, good running back. And that's another thing. The running back is out with a severe knee injury. He probably won't be back through halfway next season. Right. Javante Williams is one of the best running backs in the league. He's been without him this year. So, I mean, I'm not saying it like that's an excuse, but what I'm saying is it's like it's not like things are perfect out there outside of Russ. I just I just I don't know. I have a tough time beating down on this dude right now, man. I just really do. Well, well, add five years, two hundred forty two million dollars in your thought process there, because that's what they're paying them or, or have to pay them contractually. OK, okay. I, I don't I know I just asked you that and now I'm cutting you off that quick. I'm sorry. And say that say that was to happen in Buffalo. Right. Say like we, we paid Josh Allen all this money and then say uh, Stefan Diggs. I'm knocking on every piece of wood here. I'm not even going to say the words. I know what I'm implying. So it, say something happened to Diggs and then Josh is out there without his best offensive weapon, because that's what Javante Williams is in Denver. Am I right or wrong? If I'm wrong, I'll, I'll, I'll back nah, up. Yeah, back. Javante like, is the, he's the is... best. So then and then you you don't have Sean McDermott. You have Rex Ryan out there with Josh Allen. And you you mean to tell me we're going to beat up on Josh Allen with with everything that he's doing? Well, support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Yeah, well, that, that's uh, a yeah. Different they they do it now. That's they beat different... up on Josh Allen now when he throws two interceptions against the Bears. They beat up on him. The play devil's advocate. That's a different situation because Josh Allen has he didn't go somewhere else and now starting over. Like if he were to have a bad season, I think people would give him the benefit of the doubt if those things happen in the same place. When you go somewhere different, again, you're starting over. He started over. Like with a new coaching staff, new players, and nobody's giving him the benefit of the doubt. Like to good. make your point, yeah, to your point, like it would Josh Allen would have to be on a new team, new weapons, new everything, and then then 
you know, you can have that argument. But, you know, if he was to have a bad season, then I, I especially with those things that would happen, then I don't think people would give him, you know, they might, you know, how people on social media, but I think most for the most part, people would give him that benefit of the doubt because he's been such a good quarterback the last few years, like as opposed to Russ, where you're at a new place, you're not getting that same luxury because you're, at, you know, like you say, whatever, like I said before, whatever happened in Seattle doesn't necessarily matter anymore. Yeah, and he's got two number two wide receivers. I don't think they have a clear-cut number one alpha wide receiver. Exactly. But, yeah, coaching does matter. I mean, I think you, especially as he gets older, like, you need somebody that can help out with mechanics. Because he's, honestly, like, he's not, he can't, he doesn't run as much as he used to. And, obviously, age has a little bit to do with that. But, you know, as as you get older, you need to work on a little bit mechanics and things of that nature. That's why I feel like they're going to try to bring in Sean Payton or, Maybe a Jim Harbaugh or somebody like that. Somebody that can help work out with his mechanics, too. No, no, no. Stay away from Jimbo. Hey, hey, Jimbo. Stay away from Jim, dog. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Don't clip that out there. Stop it. I knew Skiller was going to jump on that fast. Like, don't touch him. Jim Harbaugh would be the coach of the Vikings if they had hired him. They, They decided they wanted to be this guy last year. But they decided not to. So, like, let's not act like he didn't interview for NFL jobs. Like, he did. You, but exactly. he, listen, I don't need you putting that out there in the I'm airwaves. Just, you know, I'm not putting it out. I'm telling you, like, the Colts are going to try to interview Jim Harbaugh for their head coaching job, whether he, he takes it or not. He, he shouldn't. He shouldn't take the coach job. He shouldn't take any NFL job. He, he, yes, he should. He sh- stop. He, stop. He, the he, he, no, I'm not capping it up. I'm not, that man can coach <laughs> in the NFL, like. <laughs> But I don't think he should be the coach of the Colts, though. Like, that's a bad situation. <laughs> you but. and I shouldn't be the coach of the Colts. That, <laughs> that, no, who wants that job? I mean, it's, it's bad well, right now. Well, it's still 1-32. It's still 1-32, but it's still. still. One of, and you get, a, you get a chance to pick your quarterback. So that's, You get that's to a party with Jim Irsay, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you get, you, get to, you get a chance to pick your quarterback, but you get a, a, a chance to pick your quarterback with a limited – selection right now like it's not like he can he can go there and be like all right i want patrick Mahomes." you can't pick your quarterback i mean like drafting drafting, right but i mean like the guys coming out the draft and that's what i mean by limited like the guys coming out the draft is it do you do you see anybody in the draft now ask both of you because i don't watch college as much as as either of you um do you see somebody coming out the draft that you're like this is a generational talent i need this dude on my squad generational talent no but I, so, I like Bryce, I like Bryce Young. I do like Bryce Young. I think he would I like be. Uh, I think he'd be a added benefit for them, and you know, definitely an improvement over what they have now. Yeah, so, I think Bryce Young is is dope. But there's a a quarterback that um, that y'all need to check out from uh, Stanford that I think could. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I, I like him too. Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty dope, man. Uh, CJ Stroud, I'm not really a big fan of, to be honest. But um, if you guys are really interested in him, uh, his name is Tanner McKee, quarterback yes. Stanford. He's six foot six, two thirty. He's got a rocket arm. Uh, you know, he, I, I I feel like you know he's not the most NFL in terms of the quarterbacks. Just the top five, I would say he's probably second in terms of ready for the NFL besides Bryce Young. So I really like yeah. him. I think the Colts would have a good chance to get him. I think C.J. Stroud. I think he just wants to be a pocket passer. Will Levis has a, the best ceiling, but we really—it's going to take time. Yeah. You disagree? Uh, I'm not a big fan of Will Levis at all. Um, I do like his ceiling. He, he has a rocket arm, but it kind of reminds me of like a little bit Josh. I mean, not Josh, but Zach Wilson a little bit. Although he's a little, he has more experience than Josh did coming out. 
So that kind of does remind me. Like he has the intangibles that people are looking for. Also, yeah. like also like Anthony Richardson too, but he's very raw. Very like, raw. Yeah, those are guys. I think Levis and Richardson are guys that you're gonna have to sit for a few years. Like I think Bryce Young is a guy that mm-hmm. you can start right away, but and he may take his lumps, but I think he'll be better for it later on. Yeah. All right, we ain't even talk about the AFC East yet. <laughs> we 25 minutes in, and we ain't even talked about the AFC East. So let's, uh, before we get to, because obviously Antoine covers the Jets, uh, Sterling and I cover the Bills. So before we get to both of those games, let's talk about this uh, Patriots and Dolphins game. And I guess even before we talk about the Dolphins game, we can uh, talk about the Tua injury, the situation as far as, you know, two i say three concussions for the year let's talk about um hey what does this what do you think this means for i think his year is over obviously but what do you think this means for his career and then what do you think this means for the the dolphins as an organization going forward and then we can talk about the game we'll start with uh let's start with strolls on this one because me and twine been we've been going at it but this russell wilson thing so so as far as tua goes i think they should sit him i mean i think you know it's disrespectful to even consider playing him. I think to his family, you know, I think you gotta, you know, we learned from Mike Tomlin, you know, about protecting players from themselves. I, to me, it just, this seems like another one of those situations where man, like from the events that have taken place with Tua, it's just best to just ride it out, man. And just not, you know, not suit up this year, kind of get things together, get, get your body right. Uh, there's no need to like, you know, put so much pressure on your future because of concussions. I, I just think that's uh I don't think that's being a good steward of your body nor uh you know of the franchise. Yeah, I think I mean the question isn't like I I, I think everybody agrees to like sitting here for the rest of the year, at least for the regular season. I don't know, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs at this point, but that's a whole nother conversation. I think long term, I think you know, you had people like you had Troy Aitman retire because of concussions. You had Steve Young, same thing, retire early because mm-hmm, of concussions. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you're already three in. And then not even not only that, he already had injury concerns coming into the league anyway. And that's not even talking about concussions. Now you're talking about a guy that's not very big, has been fragile since he's gotten to the league. And now he's having all these head injuries. If you're the Dolphins, like you know, what do you do? Like, how are you, you know, you're trying to, you know, assess your long-term situation at quarterback. I mean, yeah, you can pick up his fifth-year option, but again, you're going to, you may be back in a situation trying to figure out a quarterback, you know, scenario, like a couple of years because you can't trust the guy who has, you know, he's had a history of injuries. So, you know, I, I wish him well. I hope he gets, you know, healthy and he comes back soon. But the fact of the matter is, I think the Dolphins may be looking for a quarterback, maybe not this year, but in the years to come too, because they don't, I mean, remember they don't have a uh, first round pick either. So just kind of keep that in mind as well. I just, I guess for me, like the thing is the NFL is, is so heavy, you know, every year it's like player safety, player safety, and then concussions. We're talking about CTE and we're talking about new helmets and they got the linemen wearing these, like the bubble helmets, I don't know if it, maybe that's probably the wrong word for them. But y'all you know mean what I'm talking about guardian caps? The, the, yeah, I just yeah. call them the bubble. I'll call them bubble. <laughs> bubble. <laughs> they they out there, you know. But they but they do all of these things to make sure they change the um the kickoff so that way the running start isn't as fast. So that way, hopefully, it takes you know some of the impact away and all of this. They change all of these rules and then you know 
week three, you let Tua do what he does and come back on the field. Now, regardless of the game and the, you know, I don't care about the outcome of that game. What I'm saying is he was wobbling on the field at the end of the mm-hmm. second quarter. It was a visible, you don't have to be a, a genius. You don't have to be a, a CTE um, specialist. You don't have to be a concussion specialist to see that the dude was, was literally doing a stanky leg on the field at the end of the second quarter. They let him back in the game. Then he gets concussed against the Bengals. On right? a short week, by the way. Short week. Then you come back now here, and, and this happens, I believe it happened end of the second quarter again or early third quarter. Early and third quarter, yeah. They let him back in the game. He finishes the game out. Then you end up in concussion protocol? Are you kidding? So it's like, is the NFL really as committed to head injuries and all that stuff as they say they are? Like, I, I don't know. I just, to me, that's well, the, the conversation. Well, they have spotters for that, but I guess they're not doing their job. Well, but then again, also, I think that also on the team, too, because they're they're supposed to see all of this. And I, I mean, I saw the hit like lifetime. And then honestly, I didn't think much of it at the time. And then you know, did you think about it and then his performance during the second half. And then all of a sudden he's back in concussion protocol. They say he didn't have display any symptoms um, during the game, which. I don't, I don't know. Believe it. I don't. I don't you necessarily those, believe that either. You see, the second, you see the way he played the second half. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to believe with this. You know, this training staff because they're the same training staff that let him go back out there in the first place against the Bills. So, mm. yeah, somebody, yeah. somebody needs to be held accountable. I don't know Somebody's who that is. Ball, for real. Like, I don't know if it's their medical staff. I, I somebody needs to be fired. Like, seriously, because you're allowing this man to go back on the field and have three concussions like this is, you know. They're doing him a disservice. They really are. So I really, I really, truly hope you know he's he'll be all right and he can get back on the field soon. Hopefully, hopefully next year at some point. Sterling, do you want to see him back? Yeah, I would like to. I mean, I you know he's the dude. Dude loves football. You know, I just don't want to see him hurt long term. I would love to see yeah. him come back and play. Um, hell, for the Bills, that'd be great. <laughs> but uh yeah i think they're going to be in the running for a quarterback here in the next couple of years i mean even i mean when you have two stud wide receivers like that and just the way he plays the game i mean what does he really offer you like he's a middle of the, i think he's a middle of the road quarterback and there's nothing about him that's special and since he's coming in the league he had a hip injury he's kind of you know he's been injured since he's been in the leagues so you know, I, I, I every time, every Sunday that passes that they see Justin Herbert, they, they got to be sick to their stomach. They got to be sick to their stomach. Yeah, I mean, they wanted Joe Burrow, but obviously that wasn't going to happen. So, yeah, they had to – they made the choice to take Tua and, you know, now they, you know, regretting it, I'm sure. Well, somebody's regretting it. <laughs> yeah. I just I, – I want him to – I want him to have a long, healthy career. Yeah, I think everybody really- does. But realistically, what I'm saying is to have three concussions, okay, two concussions and possibly three concussions in one year. I just don't I just don't see how somebody can can expect to have an extended career with Mm. that type of trajectory. Because, I mean, like I said, I said this about Mitch Morris last week uh, going up against the Bears before we played the game against the Bears. I said, look, Mitch Morris has had another concussion. This is now six in his eight year career, six and eight years. This is three and one year for Tua. So to me, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I just, I look at head injuries. So especially once you start talking about like these players dying earlier and earlier, and then you you find CTE, 
You know what I'm saying? Like once once you because you can't find it, at least from what I know, I, I, I don't know if any new reports have come out. But from what I know, you can't really tell CTE um, is is there until you pass away. And everything that we find out about these young players passing away, the CTE and these head injuries and these I don't want that to be to him. Man. And yeah. I get it. he's a Dolphins player, whatever. So throw, throw, throw the throw all of that out the window for a minute. I don't want to is he has a life, man. Like you a young dude. Live life. Yeah, he's married. He got he got a kid now. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you just don't wanna yeah, you don't want to see somebody go through that. So yeah, I hope I, I hope, you know, he is able to play a long career, but you know, at some point you definitely have to do what's best in your best interest for your long term health. And I got a question for y'all. So whatever the whatever they come out and say, the team I'm talking about. How are we going to trust it? So if they come out and say, "Hey, you know, Tua, Tua doesn't he, he clear concussion protocol and he could play," I mean, I, I think you know the team doctors and, and the powers that be they they kind of screwed it up to where I don't think people are going to give them the benefit of the doubt. So like, where does the NFL step in and, and like make sure that these protocols and everything is like you know legit? Well, I think they are, well, they have an investigation right now, so that's why that's another reason why I don't think he's going to play again. Because when they're investigating like that, it's kind of like, yeah, it's no way they're going to put him out back on the field, at least not during these last two games. Now, beyond that, I don't know, but you know, it, it, there's no way they can put him back out there when the NFL is clearly uh, investigating for the second time. Yeah, mind you, uh, this season they're investigating something that, within the Dolphins organization in regards to that. All right, well, let's talk about this game. <laughs> let's talk about the game. Um, so the Dolphins and – first of all, I, I, the Patriots are a, a, the favorite in this yes. game. They're, they're home. The Patriots are a favorite. Two is gone. So maybe that's the reason. But I feel like even with Teddy Bridgewater, I feel like once you, you have weapons like Tariq Hill and Jalen Waddle, to me, they're um, – they make every court because last year nobody thought Tua was an MVP candidate or a Pro Bowler or All Pro type caliber player. This year, people have those thoughts because of the numbers that they put up. So, um, is it? Do you think it's fair or do you think it's justified that New England is the favorite since Tua is out? Who? 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 who oh, I guess I'm talking. Whichever. So I'll go yeah. Ahead. yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I like I like the Patriots defense. I think that's what it boils down to. Like offensively, we know what they are. They're mediocre. They're you know sometimes they can look pretty decent, especially with their running game. But you know Matthew Judon and then their offensive line at times. The Dolphins, you know, it has gotten better. But I feel like Matthew Judon is gonna you know be able to eat a little bit against the, uh, that that defense offense. And I think that's what it boils down to. And they may be able to create some turnovers that way. So I, I think I, I don't expect a high scoring game between these teams. It might be like 2017, but yeah, I, I do like the Patriots to win this game. And I like for them to, I think they're going to go in the week 18. You know, if they win, then, you know, they beat the Bills and then they'll be in the playoffs. If not, then, you know, they'll be sent home. But yeah, I definitely think, uh, I, I do think they're going to end up winning this game and the Dolphins are going to end up losing their fifth straight game. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, man. You know, for for a team that, that has, like star power, I believe, you know, on their defense. The man, they are not playing well. They're not playing well. You go get Bradley Chubb. What has he really done since he's been here? Only a couple sacks. Nothing. And, right. And so, Nothing. you know, 
And they gave him a lot of money too, by the way. Right, yeah. So and y'all talking about Russell Wilson. Talk about Chubb the way y'all <laughs> talking about Russell Wilson. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So to, to y'all's point earlier, coaching does matter. And I think, you know, Mike McDaniel, you know, although I think he's an offensive genius and an up, upcoming, you know, offensive mind in this league, I, I still think, you know, situationally, I think he's still trying to find his way. He's still trying to find his groove. But this defense, they they definitely need some help. Um, but yeah, I like the Patriots in this game. I feel like their defense, they don't have the star power and they typically never do, but they are just sound, you know, this where coaching uh, matters. Bill Belichick has these guys ready to play. Uh, I'm interested to see how much they rely on the run game though. I would love to see both of these teams rely on the run game more. I think Miami can really run the ball when they actually try to, it's the, the problem exactly. is just like the Raiders. They like the Raiders go away from passing the ball in the second half. The the, uh, the Dolphins stopped running the ball in the second half, and it's just Hold like, on. why do you do that? Hold on, two is out. Are you telling me I should probably start Jeff Wilson this weekend though? Because um, I'm in the championship. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I need because I need, you know what I'm saying? Like, they also have Moster too. We're saying Raheem well, Moster, so, yeah. Yeah, one of those two. I feel like should have a big day. Like, you got to be able to run uh. the ball. Which one? That's the question. That's the question. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Wilson's running back one, and when he's healthy, so if he's yeah. healthy, he's he's going to get the majority of the carries. But Raheem Mostert has played really well in mop up duty uh, in his absence. So yeah, they got to run the ball, man. That's the only way. And without Tua, that's the only way they're going to. The Dolphins, I, I feel, can even hang in this game. Like you yes. said, and this is not going to be a high scoring game. I think it's going to come down to coaching. I, I, I take Bill Belichick in this game. All right. I, I guess for me, when I look at this game, um, I still feel so. First, I agree with what you said, Sterling, about about the coach McDaniel's. I th- I like McDaniel's. Um, it's it's something to me. It's it's something to be said that literally four weeks ago, the conversation was, "Can the Dolphins uh, win the division?" And now all of a sudden, it's like you know what I mean. Like in five four weeks, mm. they've lost back to back to back to back games. And now all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, he's a rookie head. Like the conversation has changed completely. And and actually uh, earlier this week, I was in a live with, um, I'm sure most people who are listening know uh, the dude Smokey, I forget his name, Nick Smokes or whatever. Nicky Smokes. I was in his, on one of his lives and and the fans, man, like they were, they were completely switching up on Tua. Completely. Mm. It was like, it was like, yo, He's he lied about his head injury. He's not he, he he's not durable. We don't want him. Trade for Lamar Jackson. <laughs> like they like bro, when I tell you they're going in. Yeah. I, I don't I, I don't um I, I don't know what to say. But for me, when it comes to McDaniels, I, I, I do think that he's gonna be a good coach. I like what he brings. Like if if it wasn't if it wasn't the fact that he coached the Dolphins, I would probably say some real negative things about him but you know what i'm saying like I, yeah. it's the dolphins right. but other outside of the dolphins it's like yo this dude he got an energy that people appreciate the players get it like some people fans talk about oh he he wears glasses he looks like a dork okay whatever guess what the players respect him the players speak highly of him um i saw certain clips of, like, between him and tua that made me say like yo this is what i want for josh I don't know what Sean McDermott's conversations are. So I'm not saying replace Sean McDermott, but you know what I mean? Like the relationship they have, the way they're able to talk, the way they joke with each other, it's a camaraderie. I like what what, what McDaniels brings. I just don't know if um I don't I, I just I don't know if two is 
going to be able to last, man. I, I just and, – and I said that before the concussions. You talk about his hip injuries and you talk about, you know – Remember a couple of years ago, man, he came off the hip injury. Then he played the Buffalo Bills in week two, and the Bills knocked him out for like six weeks. And then when he came back, they were playing yo-yo with him and Fitzpatrick. You get what I'm saying? Like, so he's just always been injury. I don't want to call him injury prone because it's a different type of injury. But there's always been something physical with him. Well, it was uh, a tightrope injury at Alabama, too, like in yep. his ankle. So, yeah, yep. it's, it's, it's always been something uh, with him. So, yeah, it, I, I hope he can stay healthy. Like it would be good to see him continue to try to get better in the league. But yeah, I, especially with a guy as he's not a big guy anyway. Right. So uh, it's, it's going to be, I, I'm, I have my doubts at this point. All right. Well, so how do you, uh, did you both tell me how the game's going to go? Who's yeah, we both, win? we both yeah. hit the Patriots. Yeah. I, I guess you're taking the Dolphins. I did take the Dolphins, actually. I did. Because that's yeah, the only because this no, is fantasy I'm football. Lying. Well, I, no, I, I, no, 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 no. I'm lying. I'm lying. I took the Patriots. I took the Patriots. I'm lying. Yeah, I, I think. I, I think the pay, well, <laughs> well, I think the Patriots are going to make the playoffs somehow. But we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get to that later. Oh, stop. We can't have that. We can't. Well, have well that I, I, I will give you my. I will get. I will get to that once we talk about the Cincinnati Bills okay. game. All right, bet. All right. Well, let's because I actually I promised y'all before we went on. I was like, this is gonna be a shorter show. It's gonna be forty five minutes. We're forty two minutes in. So let's let's talk about the Jets yeah. in the Seattle game. Let's get done with that, and then let's get to the Bills game. Yeah. I'm sorry. So let's let's do it. Uh, Jets Seattle. What's happening, <laughs> Twine? You could lead this, and then uh, your opinion is the end all be all, and then we'll get to the Bills game. Yeah, basically, what it's going to come down to: Can the Jets run the ball? If they hadn't been able to run the ball, they didn't run the ball well against Jacksonville. They had sixty six yards rushing. They and a lot of that was like uh, like Chris Strebler coming in for Zach Wilson. So that is, I really don't necessarily count that. And then against the Lions, they didn't run the ball. They only had fifty yards rushing. They're not able to run the ball against Seattle, who's thirty first against Russian defense and Russian defense. Then I don't see them winning this game at all. No matter if Mike, no matter if Mike White, you know, starts or not. So which he will. But uh, I, I like I like the Jets to win this, uh, but I, I don't feel necessarily too comfortable about that, especially going in a hostile environment. I hate the Jets. <laughs> Well, you hate every team in the AFC, so you know that's not really saying a whole lot. Well, no, but you, but I mean, you see the way I talk about the Dolphins, though. Like, I hate the Dolphins, but I respect the Dolphins. It's like it's a different conversation. It's like I really, um, I like McDaniel's. I like Tua. I think Tariq Hill is one of the dopest wide receivers in the league. So, like, I can say positive things about the Dolphins. I can't stand. The Jets, man, like there's Why? nothing about the because they 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 bums, man. Like they've been bums for a long time, and they've been talking like they not bums. They just they bums, <laughs> the play, man. The, not the players. The, you mean the fans? Players and the fans. No, no the players uh, are the players aren't talking about that. I, I, I like man. Joe Douglas's drafts the past few years. He's been knocking it out of the park, man. That they that's got some, the best. They got some dudes over there. You know what? I wrote that earlier this year. You're right. That's the yeah. most. That's the only positive thing I can say about them. They had some good drafts, especially this last year. I love Sauce Gardner. I love Sauce. Like I love Sauce, and I love Brees Hall. Garrett so Wilson is a good player, well too. Garrett Wilson is is probably offensive player of the year in the AFC. So I, I, I have some things. But overall, man, I hate I hate the Jets. And that the, you know what? I also hate the Jets because I feel like, you know, and I, you and I have this argument, this little fake argument all the time. 
how y'all just gonna steal our name when y'all stealing tax wise? Like y'all just y'all want to live in Jersey but claim New York? You can't do that. That's like me. You know what I'm saying? Like so so people in Buffalo, um, you know I'm not even gonna get into the street talking Buffalo, but it's like it's like claiming it's like claiming a certain area that you're not really from. Well, Buffalo. I mean, it, to be <laughs> be completely honest, I mean the Bills don't play in Buffalo technically. The Bills play in New York State, but they don't play in Buffalo though. They play in the suburb of Buffalo. Is, exactly. is East Rutherford a suburb of New York? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's actually not. It's a it's yes, a suburb yes, it of a city in New Jersey. But it, is, it is technically. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. No, no, it's a suburb. It's just because it's in another state. Like, Zach you, is in another state. But you can have have you ever heard of a city being in two different states? Like, I mean, you can do that too. It's still is just because it's in a different state doesn't necessarily well, mean it's not a suburb. Kansas City. Kansas if it happened City? in Kansas City, I would I would go there because you actually have two cities named Kansas City. So I would be like, you know what? You're right. You Kansas City, Kansas City, Missouri. I get you. Nah, you Rock, can't Rock be Hill in New is, York. Rock Hill is a, a suburb of Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. Kind of, kind of the same thing. So I mean, I, I get it. Like, yeah, I, no, I, I get no. it. I get no, it. No, there's only one. Well, well Bills just want to. Yeah, y'all just want to be the only team in New York. Like, y'all just want to well, no, claim that. We don't want to. The fact is, it, it is. We are the only team in New York. But where you go, where you gonna build a football stadium in New York City? Like, just tell tell me that though. We had this discussion before, and I know you said, well, Hove, you know, this is smaller for basketball. That thing is large, bro. Like that thing is major. Yeah, anyway, we we can move yeah, on. What, yeah, we can move ahead. on because the okay. Jets are bums, and you just want to want to give love to your boys. Yo, I got no, you. I, I, it ain't my boys. Like I, I mean, I'm just telling you what it is. Like okay, let's get to the let's get let's get to the let's get to the game. He don't want to he don't want to claim East Rutherford, man. He don't yeah, he don't want to East Rutherford. Is that how they do it out there? East. I, I, I have no idea. I just go. Out, I just go out there for games. So I have no idea. That's all the time. That's all the time I spend time in East Rutherford. For so I don't know. Oh, they gonna come get you for that, fam. They gonna come yeah, they, get you for that. They go or me because I don't spend time in East Rutherford. Yeah, dog. That's your that's your set, bro. You got to your set. I'm from North Carolina. It's not really. North Carolina. <laughs> all right, let's let's get to the bills. He said uh, I'm from North yeah. Carolina, man. PD Pablo right. down there. Hey, uh, let's get let's J. get to the Cole. Bills. Shout Bengals. out to J. Cole. Shout out to J. Cole. All right, let's get to Bills Bengals. Um, the Bills are favorites or favored, but not by much. It is like it was a one and a half point spread. Uh, is one of those games where I feel like everybody, you know, if, if you talk to them on Monday, is they'll pick the Bills. Tuesday is you know is is the Bengals. Wednesday is the Bills. I feel like it goes back and forth. Let's talk about this game, man. I feel like um. This is probably one of the most evenly matched games and schedules, like records, that you can remember at the end of the season on Monday Night Football going into the playoffs. And I think they actually are going to break a record for like the most wins or the best record for both teams going into the game uh, in NFL history or Monday Night Football history. Um, let's start with Sterles here, man. What, what just, just, you know what? I'm not even going to ask a question. What are your thoughts about the game? I'm nervous about the game. Um, you know, I, I think when it comes to matchups, I think these, these two teams match up very well with each other. Um, you know, part of me wants to give the edge to the home team, but you know, there's, there's been rumblings this week about how the bills won't be able to run the ball on the Bengals. I think they, they might be able to exploit, uh, at least the edges with James Cook. I think this will be a big James Cook game. Um, but you know, I think it's going to come down to which quarterback plays the best. 
I mean, that's how it is with Mahomes and Allen, Burrow, Mahomes. And this game will be no different. Uh, it's going to be tough for the Bills, but I feel like, you know, the NFL and, and media needs to put some respect on the Bills' names because the Bills have been playing in some terrible weather games, terrible weather games. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was like this last year, kind of the same thing. You know, people just don't want to – just because the Bills were favored, I feel like, for most of the season, people don't want to – they just, you know, they want to count them out. So, yeah, the, the Bengals are riding in this game with a seven-game win streak. The Bills are at six. You know, I, I feel like uh, – Roster-wise, I think the Bills are the better roster, better team. But, again, it's going to come down to matchups. And then Mike, you know, quarterback playing yeah, coaching. So Hold on, hold on. Searles, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm going to let you finish. You see me on my – you see me on my Kanye. I'm going to let you finish. Twan, why you got this, this like, little <laughs> meme mug going yeah, on? Yeah, I, I didn't so want to look at him, bro. I'm like, like what? Like, like, some of the – no, first of all, you talk about how, like, the, you need to put respect on the Bills. I feel like everybody yeah. is respecting the Bills. No, like, people think no, they're, they're not. Like, no, who's, who's disrespecting the Bills? Who's Everybody. No, they're not. No, they're not. Man. They're the well, do me a favor. Favorite. Do me they a favor. When we get up, to... yo, I'm talking about for this game. I ain't talking about the AFC favorite. I ain't talking about playoffs. I'm talking about for this game. Send me the positive stuff you've seen because it's been pissing me off. I what's can't still, say piss on this. Still, I gotta edit. Now I gotta edit. God, dog, I gotta edit. Man, <laughs> send it's it still... to me. It's still one game. Like people, they are still the favorites to win the win the uh, AFC and get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Nobody's disrespecting them. They just are because you, just because you say they're not going to win this game doesn't mean they're not going to you know, accomplish their goals. They just say they're not going to win this game. Like there's, there's no disrespect. So like, so okay. So nobody said nobody's saying nobody's saying they can't win this game. Like why are they saying Josh Allen is so turnover prone? When he has just as many interceptions as Patrick Mahomes, mm. well, I, Joe I Burrow, heard, I had heard that. Actually. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're they're knocking him like he's just the interception king. Like I'm like, bro, like whoa. And then they talk about turnover worthy plays, like that's mm. a stat. Like get the hell out of it here. It ain't with even that. a real. That ain't even stat. a real stat. Not no, saying that's not, that's not saying that's you, Tuan, but I'm that's just saying like PP, in general. Like, uh, pro football PPF. focus, yeah. yeah, bro, yeah you know what? Lame, dog. I hate that because it's mm-hmm. like it's it's like. Um, Every play technically is turnover worthy. Like if I'm a running back and I'm running through, if I get hit on the head or, you know, if you hit me with your helmet, it's a turnover worthy play. But if I don't fumble, it's not a fumble. I just I just hate the way like they make up these stats like, oh, well, Josh Allen rolled out and threw a turnover worthy play. He almost threw an interception. No, the dude just reached and it went over. He dropped it in the bucket like like an OG is supposed to, because that's what Josh Allen does. But let's get back to the game. He's a gambler. So yeah. He's a gambler. He is. Now that I would take if they said Josh Allen is a gambler and because because to me, you talk about certain greats. Now, you already know how I feel about uh, Brett Favre. I got a lot of negative things to say about him. But when he was a football player, he was a gambler. He threw more interceptions during his career to anybody in history. That's why he had the record. But he also threw more touchdowns and he also won games and he was great. There's a there's a way that certain guys play the game that you just gotta respect it. Stros, finish your point. I'm sorry. No, I just, no, go I ahead. Go like, ahead. I, I feel like, like I said yeah, what I needed to say. I just felt like Antoine was being real disrespectful. <laughs> he was he was down there looking no, like. No, I was just saying like, oh well, you know, everybody disrespected the Bills. They I'm are like, what? And then also the talent. I I don't I don't know if the Bills have more talent than the Bengals. I think the Bengals have a lot of talent. 
like especially on mm-hmm. offensive end. Like I, I don't know. I think this okay offensively, but but the I'm talking about the entire roster. You feel like from top to bottom, the Bengals have a better roster than the Bills. It's close. It's close. No, no, no. I didn't say close. close. I said who I... has the better roster? The Bills. If I don't know. To... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's about even. I think it's about mm-hmm. even. I really do. Like, I think defensively, I think the Bills have the better roster. I think offensively, I think the Bengals have the better roster. So, I think I think it's even. I think you're split. I guess we're gonna see. I think. Well, just because they just because the team wins, don't necessarily mean they have better talent. It just mean you know they might be the better coach team. But I think what it boils down to is like, can the Bengals be able to run the ball against the Bills defense? If they can, and you know. If they're not throwing the ball like 40 times, 40, 45 times, Joe Burrow, then if they are throwing the ball that many times, I think they're in huge trouble because I think, you know, as you talked about, he's going to be susceptible to throw interceptions. But if they're able to run the ball effectively there, take some pressure off of Burrow, I think they're going to be in good shape too. I I know who you're picking. I know who I, you're picking. I know who y'all yeah. picking too. He's a hater. He's a hater. <laughs> no, I'm not a hater. Hey, I think the Bengals are the, I think the, I think this is a, a AFC, uh, championship preview i really do like i think these two teams are i mean no disrespect to the chiefs and i think patrick patrick mahomes is the best player in the football right now but yeah i think these two teams are playing uh at an elite level and but and i think they're the best two teams in the afc right now so i would not be surprised me would not surprise me either way if you know we see these two teams play again in a month If, if if that's the case I would love for the Bills to lose this one and beat them in the AFC Championship game. Well, that's what I have happening. That's what I have happening. Like, I think I think the Bengals are going to win it. I think they may get, you know, the top seed in the AFC, but I think the Bills will end up winning, you know, when it's crunch time and they need to and get to the Super Bowl. Man, I hope you're right about that. I don't I, know, I, man. I just feel like Twan's a hater, is and that's where I'm gonna go. I, I'm a hater. I picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl, but yeah, I'm a hater. I'm talking yeah. about this game. You, 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 <laughs> oh my god! Going, like I, you, I'm you not so far sighted. I'm not picking. You ain't gotta pick week. us every week. I didn't pick us every week, and I and I cover the Bills, but but this game. So you you just said you feel like they got the better offense. We got the better yeah. defense. Yeah. I feel like the whole cliche is defense wins championships. And defense is better. I feel like the the gap between the offenses are so slim that it's tough to be like they got the better offense. We got the, now they, they probably. I, I do think it's slim because when you look at over the last few, okay, you see that, and that's where the disrespect comes. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they got the type of offense they they scored twenty two points against the Patriots. The Patriots you know have a really like, good defense. The Patriots have a good defense. So let's not they do and the Bills yeah, do too. They, that's not the Bills do that's, too. They're not they're not no slouch in that area. No, I feel like okay, look who the, who's the second best receiver on the Bills right now? Gabriel Davis. Who's the second best receiver on the Bengals? T. Higgins. T. Higgins. Exactly. Exactly. And you got I'm Tyler Moore too as well. Like, I'm not, that's what I'm saying. They, they're they're depth okay, but they I'm are, not arguing. I'm okay. not arguing that the, I, I feel like they have a better offense. I said the gap between the two. I don't feel like it's a gap where you're looking at the Bills offense and it's like, man, they drop like eight spots. I don't think it's that far. But no, when no. you're talking defensively, I think the Buffalo Bills have a better defense than, yeah. than the Bengals. Absolutely. And you have to you have to factor in the fact that offensively, the Bengals just lost their, their starting tackle. Correct. This is not yeah. gonna be Absolutely. this is not gonna be like what, what happened over the last few weeks. They got a new they gotta figure out now is new communication. It's a new and this dude, 
we ain't gonna go there because you know what? Twan's a hater. I'm just like, oh, I'm not a hater. Jamal, 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 you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I can't wait for the chop up next week. Oh, when I'd be like, so Twan, what was that? That's where I'm at. I'm a, next I think week. It's gonna I'm gonna be, be a like, so Twan, what was that? I think it's gonna be a close game. It could go either way. I just like the Bengals in this game. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all right. Y'all had me go an hour when I promised y'all 45 minutes. That's how bad Twan hating on the God dog on Bills right now. <laughs> So you gonna have all these people coming at me on Twitter? No, yeah, they know. are. Yeah, come at Twan. Come at what's your handle? I'm a what's what's the handle? It's my name. It's just my name. <laughs> Antoine Staley. If y'all need me to spell it, I'm gonna tweet it tomorrow. Nothing else. I'm just gonna tweet his name. <laughs> so y'all gonna know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, his DMs are open too, y'all. Get his him in DMs the DMs are open. Get at him. <laughs> No, nah, messing with y'all. Twan, Twan is real about the Bills. He, he's one of the things I can say about Twan though is like, regardless of what team he covers, and regardless of who he's with, like he he tries to just spit the truth. So I'm just messing with him tonight. I, I try to get under his skin and get him the. I, I try to get him, and he don't let me ever get him. I try to razzle him a little bit, little razzle dazzle, and he don't fall for it. Steros, why don't you let everybody know what you got going on this weekend, man? Um, we it's a big game, big game this weekend. I know you got some good content coming. Yeah, man. So, uh, Titular Grounding will be on Monday. <laughs> It'll be on Monday. But I'm going uh, I'm to be honest. Like I told you, I'll be in the show and be glued to the TV on Saturday uh, at 4 p.m. when Michigan takes on TCU. All right. Twan. Go blue. You got any, uh, you got any good, go blue. You got any uh, good articles coming or anything happening this weekend that you want to talk about? Uh, you follow me at Antoine Stead. It's, um, like I'll be out in Seattle covering the Jets, uh, Seahawks game and, you know, just talk about that Geno Smith and, you know, his revenge game against the Jet team that drafted him, actually. So that'd be really interesting. Real quick, and then we better get out of here. I promise. I want to ask you, though, I read this article and I thought it was a really interesting article. They said that this might be, um, a game where because I feel like a lot of people feel like Seattle is going to move on from Geno Smith, which might be stupid in my opinion. But a lot of I'm, I'm going to send you the article. I see your face. I'm going to send you the article. They were saying that Geno Smith could possibly end up back in New York. Hmm. Uh, I probably not likely. I just from what I understand, although okay. I, I think the coaching staff respects so no, but I think they would have another other veteran quarterbacks that they would like okay go after but okay there's no disrespect to him but it may if he comes available then maybe but the seahawks would be ridiculous they'd be crazy to let him they go would be, yeah I, although i i don't necessarily i mean if they want to draft somebody because they're gonna have two first round picks so if they want to draft somebody too then i wouldn't be against that either mm-hmm. all right well yeah i just wanted like i said i wanted to bring that up because um i read that article and i was just like you know what that's that's interesting like i i wouldn't have I wouldn't have put that together or, you know, made anyway. All right. Y'all know how we do it over here with Buffalo Rumblings. It's your boy, Jay Spencer King. Y'all love each other. Take care of each other. Live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative. Antoine Staley. Girls for the girls. It's your boy, Jay Spencer King. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.